You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, and earlier this afternoon, Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon and offensive coordinator Shane Steichen both spoke with the Philly media and are at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevett, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Before the break, you will hear from Jonathan Gannon, who touched on Hassan Reddick always being around the ball and having such a unique skill set. He was asked what he's seen from the Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott back in the lineup, and he explained what it is about Cowboys wide receiver CeeDee Lamb that makes him such a deep threat. And after the break, you'll hear from Shane Steichen. He was asked about the plan to allow Jalen Hurts to have such a high volume of carries on Sunday against the Bears. He explained what it's like having to prepare for potentially having two quarterbacks on Saturday going against the Cowboys, the possibility of Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew and what it's like preparing for that. And he expressed his confidence in Gardner Minshew and was asked about the challenges presented for a backup quarterback who hasn't played all year and who now has to compete at a high level. Take a listen. Uh, Okay, so just recapping the game. Um, You know, thought we did a good job in in the run game for the most part. Known pass. I thought that uh, we executed the plan uh, for the most part. A couple of plays he got out, and um, you know, I, th- I thought that we played pretty violent. Uh, had the one takeaway. Always trying to strive to win the takeaway battle, which they won. So our guys got a little chip on their shoulder about that, but uh, uh, ready to go to Dallas. What led to the decision to have uh, Avante split time and Tavian? Is that all you, or is it something? No, that's we. I mean, we always have, you know, pairs and spares. And if this happens, what if this? We got a bunch of different plans to go about. And head coach, you know, does a really good job. He forces us to talk through those things and be ahead of those things, which is what you want to do. I thought it was a good job by the by D. Will and D. K. to get them caught up. But you know, the the nickel position, you know, you guys heard me talk about. That's a thinking position in the defense, as is safety. And those skill sets really in our system. Uh, kind of match up, you know, they're very like positions for us. So uh, that's where, how we decided to play. And uh, Vante did a really good job with that because, you know, anytime you're playing safety and in base, there's a lot of mental stuff going on. And then when he's got to slide into to inside and sub, there's a lot of mental stuff going on. So I thought, you know, he's obviously a very smart player for us. He handled it well. And he played extremely well for us. So I liked where he was at. Again, it was a good job by the DB coaches and, uh, We'll keep moving forward with different ways to deploy people versus different people because of what they do. So uh, um, happy where that was, though. Can you 
Yeah, you always talk about Good, good. He's going to get out there today and go. Uh, he's he's not limited, I don't think. So uh, we'll get him back into the mix and get him going. You always talk about slot and safety being somewhat mirrored in your defense. Um, is that for everybody, or do you have to have sort of that savviness that that Avante? Yeah, has that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, you you know, there uh, they are mirrored positions, but it is a little bit of different skill set. And typically, when you have a guy that can do that, he usually has a unique skill set. So, you know, all of the the, the skill set that we're looking for at nickel, a lot of that can translate to safety, you know, hence Chauncey. That's kind of a good example there, right? You know, played slot his whole career, comes and plays safety and plays really well at safety. So, again, it's, it's, it's kind of um, player unique, you know, because I've been around certain guys that probably couldn't slide back and play safety. You know, certain guys can go inside and kick outside to corner. Certain guys can play all three of them. Certain guys can go to nickel and then kick back to safety. So we honestly just, you know, took advantage of Avante's skill set with who we had up and deployed them that way. You mentioned the run defense. Uh, the last three weeks have been very good. What, what do you attribute that, that success to? I think consistency of, of being in the right spot playing blocks the correct way, good pad level, you know, it's always going to come down to technique and winning your one-on-one battles. So um, I think we've been doing a really good job in the run game. we got to continue to do that because this team that we're going down to play, they run it extremely well. And, um, you know, that's a big part of the game on first, second down because if you're letting them get six or seven a pop and they're playing a game in second and three all day, it's a, it's a tough way to go on defense. So, um, that's that's got to be at a premium all the time, especially this week with how they're moving the ball down the field. Yeah, they'll have Dak under center this time. Uh, what what have you seen from the offense since he's been back in the lineup? What kind of different challenges from the last? Time? Yeah, they they stay on schedule. They're very they can create explosive plays. Uh, they stay ahead of the sticks. Is what I mean by stay ahead of the schedule. Which to me, then that's what we talked about to our guys. They're playing on their terms for most of the game, and you don't want to let them play on their terms. They got really good, a really good old line, two good backs, quarterback plays at high level. They got skill guys everywhere. They do a good job on third down to keep the chains moving, and they score points in the red zone. So, you know, this is a this is a big time offense, a big time challenge for us. Uh, you know, when on pass downs, um, you know, just I think a couple things go into that. You know, one we always look up when we set up you know, the game plan and known passes match up first. So our people versus their people. And you heard me talk about scheme versus people and scheme versus scheme. I think they got to, you know, our, our front has a pretty good feel for uh, when to use certain tools. Uh, we set it up in a way that we say, hey, here's your tool bucket and you can apply these tools when this happens. And, they and you know, we got a smart room. Those guys are smart and they've played at a high level and they've played a lot of ball. So uh, I think, and then, you know, using those tools is one thing, but executing those tools is another thing. And I think what you're seeing is our guys is that's why, you know, when you see sacks and things happen like that, you know, Sweaty makes the sack, Graves set him up, you know, because he he really made that stunt go, what Graves did to the guard and then what in turn that does to the tackle when Sweaty's looping around there. So we just got to be smart. You don't like to do that too much because um, you can get out of whack at times. But I feel like our guys are are know when to apply their tools and do a good job executing those tools. 
and the more that they that they do that and you know they're they're with each other out there then they got a good feel for it and know how the, the timing of those things hit and how to execute them and they're doing a really good job with it jg 29 sacks all last year you almost doubled that uh, this year uh how much of a priority coming out of last year was obviously you got Reddick, you got BG back, but how much of a priority was fixing that position or helping that position coming into this year? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, it's always a priority of ours philosophically to affect the quarterback. And you can do that a lot of different ways. Um, but we came out of last year knowing that, you know, we got to we gotta do a little bit better in this area. And it's it's not a winning stat to me, but it does, you do want to affect the quarterback. So I think that, you know, the being the second year in a system for those guys, I think that um, adding some pieces, getting BG back, adding Haas, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's the players are making a bunch of plays, you know, and, and I think also what goes a little bit people overlook is the back end because rush and cover, cover and rush, that does make a difference. So you saw earlier in the year, the rush is getting to him and the quarterback's throwing the ball before he really wants to throw the ball and we're taking it away. Well, now he's holding it a little bit to see stuff come open, you know, because he doesn't want to throw it without being on time or or late, and the rush is getting to him. So those things all go hand-to-hand, just like run defense, pass defense. It's all 11 out there. So um, as as much as we stay connected and play the right way, you know, guys are going to have individual production because their teammates are doing their job. Uh, what I love about him from the quarterback position of being a defensive guy is he, he plays extremely fast. He makes fast decisions. He gets the ball out of his hands. He knows where to go with the ball. He knows how to checkmate you by what coverage you're in. Uh, he's a very smart player and he's accurate and um, they, he, he does a good job for us on scout team. We always, if, if you go out on that grass, when we go, you know, twos versus ones or twos versus twos or ones versus twos or cards or whatever it is, you got to be on it or he'll make you look silly out there. What I saw, we saw um, Hassan drop in the coverage and I think he almost had an interception there and everything. Just what does it say about him just always kind of being around the ball, whether it's dropping the coverage? Yeah, that particular play, that's a hard play for him. Um, he was in the right spot and understood where he had to get to on that particular play. And uh, it was a good job by his coaches because we actually put that play in walkthrough and, and he did a good job with it. So it was good to always see you get something. A lot of times it's hard to match up what you get in the game versus what you're calling. And uh, the coaches said, hey, we need this play for Haas to get this in. And, and I wasn't going to put it in. And they, we put it in. And sure enough, he got the play. So, um, you know, he obviously has a very unique skill set like all our overhang players do. And when we ask him to drop a little bit because you need to have him drop a little bit, they need to be in the right spot, which he was in the right spot and almost picked it off. So that was a good play because it set him back behind the chains. What's been the dangerous and deep weapon as you face? Say it again, Meryl. Is, is C.D. Lamb as dangerous a deep weapon as you'll face? Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he can. It's it's one of those receivers I always talk about. You know, they can beat you multiple ways, and you know, the more and more you watch of them. Uh, obviously, he's a very good route runner. He's got elite ball skills. He can beat you over the top. He can beat you underneath. But what I, what really impresses me about him, the more and more you watch, is he's very strong at the catch point, and he's actually pretty hard to tackle. You know, he's I don't think he weighs a ton. You know, he's probably around 200 pounds or whatever he is, but he's a very strong player. So we got to do a good job at the catch point because he wins a lot of 50-50 balls. That's why his volume's so you know so high. 
And, uh, and he creates a lot of yards after catch, yards after contact, because guys don't wrap them up and bring them down. So uh, that's part of his skill set, and our guys are prepped for that. we got to do a good job on it. What's the phrase, earn the right to don't forget? It's always an emphasis. You know, you, you're always trying to get the offense to known pass, and, and a lot of times how teams play us, even when it is known pass, they don't pass the ball or th- give you some different concepts. So – all right, guys, really what that means, Zach, is is we got to do a good job on first and second down to get the game on our terms on either second down or third down. And um, that's really just comes down to alignment, assignment, key technique, and violence and winning your one-on-one. So if we can continue to do that, then hopefully we play the game on our terms. What's been the reasoning for uh, Jordan not playing much at the discount? Uh, he's, he's getting back into the fold. He's going to continue to play and um, you know, we got to keep getting him and he's playing some different spots for us now. So I look forward to what we're doing with him this week and, uh, he'll, he'll be up and playing. Just being, is it just having Lindell or you got six area? guys up, you know what I mean? So sometimes the snap counts, it's, it's hard to get everybody a bunch of snaps, but, uh, I like that we have six guys up because it keeps that room fresh. We can rotate, uh, get certain matchups that we want to have. And, uh, he's ready to go. A couple more, please. A couple more. Hassan always kind of brings up when he talks to you that you you want to listen to the players, and you've told me that before. You you know, there's different yeah. ways to get things done, different techniques, and you want them to be comfortable. Where's sort of that uh, that line where you, you you want to listen to the players and, and what you want them to get done, what you want done? Yeah, when we when we set up the game plan, it's it's always with our players in mind. Um, and then we, you know, as we sit down with the coaches and, Hey, here's how we want to defend people. And this is what we want to do. And here's kind of our staples and here's kind of our bullets, so to speak. And in game, you know, I like to talk to everybody because they're the ones in between the white lines. So if I thought that this stunt was going to be good because we saw a week, this is how a guy was setting. Well, they could be setting different because we have who, because who we have out there. So, and I don't, I can't really feel that in real time. You know, the players can feel that real time. So we always check in with our players and, you know, we decide how we want to do things. And, and I always listen to the players because they're the ones playing and they are ultimately make it go. It's not the, it's not the call that comes out of my mouth. It's the 11 out there playing. So um, they've been doing a good job with that. And I appreciate their feedback because it does help me in game. Yeah, I think, you know, and they meet together a lot, too. That's that's kind of, you know, that front meets separately at times and meet together, just like the back end does. But um, I think that, you know, time on task with your own, you know, the, the more I'm going to butcher this word because we always laugh about when I say it's specificity. The more that you have of that, typically the better, you know, and I, and I related to when I was a DB coach, it's like, you know, you're coaching all five on a certain play, but if you could only coach two, you know, the detail that you can get in is a little bit more when time is a constraint. So um, I, I like where that, that we, we did that. Uh, that was really the head coach. That was a really good adjustment by the head coach moving into this year. And you can see, you know, those, both of those rooms collectively and individually are playing at a high level. So uh, kudos to the head coach and kudos to the coaches.
There's been a lot Last of talk. There's been a lot of talk about complimentary football this season, where the offense picking up the defense and vice versa, with the uncertainty at quarterback for Sunday or Saturday. Do you guys feel that you guys have basically do a little bit more than what you guys normally do? No, that's a good question. We we always try to do enough on our end to put our team in position to win the game and. You know, obviously, when we sit down with the head coach and Shane and Clay, you know, we talk about how the game's going to go. And if, you know, if it gets a little off script, this is what we're going to have to do or whatever the case may be. But I'm always concerned about playing good defense, no matter who's out there for us. I'm, you know, good, clean, physical football and keeping the score down. Quarterback this week that's going to want to play is injured. Uh -huh. uh, how do you weigh that against his medical staff, his desire to play, and the importance of the game? Yeah, I think, again, just going back to what Coach said yesterday, he's day to day, but he's feeling great. Um, and if he's ready to go, he'll go. Um, and that's where it's at. What, uh, what's it like during the week where you got to prepare for potentially having two quarterbacks? It might be Jalen, it might be Gardner. How does that affect uh, your game planning and, and Nick's game? Yeah, I mean, both those guys do different things. Um, so we obviously have a plan for both uh, going into it. Uh, and we've been preparing uh, upstairs and obviously for practice and all those different things. But um, both of those guys bring unique stuff to the table. Um, but we'll have a plan for both. For most of the season, you've had a really good feel for play calling with Jalen as the quarterback. If it's Gardner, how do you try to develop that in such a short amount of time? Yeah, I mean, Gardner's played a lot of football. Um, he's a smart, competitive guy that understands the game. So... Um, if Gardner's out there, we got all the confidence in the world in him uh, that he's going to go out and execute. And those those conversations that uh, myself and him have throughout the week uh, leading up to the game, if if he's the guy, then uh, we'll be ready to go. Is Jalen going to do anything today? Yeah, I mean, we'll keep that stuff in-house, but um, he's continuing to work and getting better. What's the challenge for a guy who hasn't played all year? Obviously, Gardner did it last year late in the season. Uh, barely got any, any playing time, and all of a sudden, in a game, well, how tough is that for a quarterback to do? Yeah, I think it could be tough, but again, he's a guy who's had experience uh, and played a good amount of football. And obviously, last year, like you said, he came in against the Jets and played uh, really well for us. So, um, if he has to play um, again, have all the confidence in the world that he can go out and compete at a high level. How helpful is it that you've been around him for two years? You've gotten to know him. You've gotten to see him to be able to develop a game plan for him. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, when you're around people for a while, you build those relationships, you see what they do well, uh, and then you go from there. So I think that's a big point. Um, and just, you know, just in the meetings, all those different things that you talk about, uh, what certain guys like, what type of plays they like, what they're good at, uh, all those conversations that have been had over the last couple of years. Uh, so it's been good. Jim, what made you want to, uh, I, I should say, be able to have that volume of carries on Sunday relative to um, I mean, obviously you go into a game plan, um, with your plan. And so I think, uh, I don't exactly remember exactly how many carries he had. I think he had what, six or seven, maybe designed quarterback runs. He had four quarterback sneaks. Uh, he had some scrambles. Um, you know, some of those things when you do the zone read stuff, I mean, you're reading the guy, so he could hand it off, but if they give him a pull read, you know, he gets the pull read. So, um, you always have your plan going in um, of the amount of design runs, the, the amount of just handoff runs, um, and then whatever you think is working. Like as coaches, right, right, we want to be aggressive in what we do, and and that's what makes him really good too. Is as a runner, he's really explosive. Uh, to create the big plays like he's been doing all year. But we know that's a balancing act uh, that we got to look at every week. What's the uh, what are the teaching points for Jalen or any quarter, mobile quarterback when they are out of the pocket and running? 
Yeah, I think it just I, – I, again, I talked about this earlier in the season. I think some of those guys have a natural feel of when to get down, when to slide, uh, and he's been doing a good job of that. And, I mean, the one he got, you know, his shoulder on, that was – the guy just landed on him. The weight just fell down on him. That was a defensive end that retraced. So, that's kind of just a freak thing. But he's been doing a really nice job uh, feeling the defender, when they're in his way, when to get out of bounds, when to slide, when to go head first, when to get the first down. Uh, he's been pretty good with that all year. Your, your, your experiences with um, local coverage, I don't know if you've had a, a great amount of them, yeah. but what did you, wh who are some of the guys that you've watched that were good at, at it? And, and has it been any, okay, hey, maybe watch this guy and, and how he – You know what, I don't have a great answer for you for that. Okay. I think some of those guys just, again, have a natural feel for that. you know. And then, obviously, if you're around a guy that does it a ton that doesn't have a natural feel, then you really want to study some guys that have a good feel for it. How cognizant – uh, do you have to be in game when you talk about the zone read stuff? Sometimes they crash, and maybe the quarterback's got to keep it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have to go to more inside zone? Do you have sort of a feel for that where it's just you hand the football? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's times where you have just called runs and run it, and then you also have times where, shoot, when the zone read stuff is working really well, that you want to take advantage of that. And so, I mean, when you have the element of a zone read, obviously you're plus one in the run game, so that gives you the advantage there. Um, in the run game a lot of times. So no, that's where we'll go from there. Jonathan was talking about how the Garner stood out uh, while running the scout team. Uh -huh. First, what you've seen in, in that respect and what, what sticks out to you. Yeah, no, he's got great presence uh, when he's on the field, uh, great leadership skills, uh, all those different things. Guys respect him uh, in the huddle, all those different things. And then just his accuracy and the way he can layer the ball and take some off and put some on. Um, he's got a really good feel. He makes really quick decisions. Uh, he's a smart, competitive guy. Uh, that's a good football player, and we're glad we have him. Shane, we, we didn't see uh, Ian Book in training camp. He wasn't here yet. Um, what's he shown you? Uh, I mean, there's a chance he could be up for the first time. What's he shown you over these last few months? Yeah, no, uh, again, young player uh, that's really smart. Uh, he can spin it really well. He's got good fundamentals, uh, good technique, um, you know, caught onto the offense really well. Uh, he's been doing a nice job. Um, he's continuing to grow. A lot, of times more, see, uh, a lot of times we see other guys pick up their game a little key players out is that something that coaches talk about or is that just something players kind of understand and just run around yeah I think with anything like even when Dallas was out it was like hey next man up mentality you know and Quez was that guy that kind of stepped into that role to have those catches um and I think that goes for every position you know any 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 time if, if, if a player's down regardless of what position it is the next guy's got to step up uh and, and I think the great thing about our team is that everyone's you know, a tight-knit group and connected, uh, and they fight for each other every single day. What was the issue with the uh, screens, the Quez? I know they're probably built in for reads, for option reads for, for Jalen. Um, Just like the little bubble screens? Yeah, I think he had three for five yards. Oh, yeah. was, was it the math wasn't good out there, or, you know, were they, what execution was the issue? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll uh, keep that. I'll, I can tell you that off the record. Yeah. Yeah. Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack in a while. Uh, you've been around some right tackles, you know, in your yeah. career. How does he stack up? What, what makes him the player that he is? You know what? He's a tremendous, tremendous athlete, uh, and he works his butt off uh, every single day. Uh, and I, as a coach, I mean, you got to respect the heck out of that. The way he goes about his business um, and the way he leads and the way he fights and the way he plays, uh, he's the best uh, tackle in the league, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we, we were talking uh, throughout the day the other day, just phone conversations, you know, um, after the walkthrough and before the walkthrough and all those things. But uh, if, if he has to play, he'll be ready.
Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.